Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajim Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa Salatu Wa Salamu Ala Rasulillah Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi Ajma'een Jazakumullahu Khairan May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala bless you all for your attendance And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to allow us all to benefit just as we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us for all of our sins. Uh, can everyone hear me clearly? Yeah, the mic's working or? Is sound working? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see beautiful faces. Insha'Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reunites us all in Jannah. Just as he has united us here, my dear brothers. Respected brothers and sisters, Today's lecture, insha'Allah, will need a little bit of attentiveness. Just a little bit. So you can stay with me because, subhanAllah, I've crammed a bit of information and I'm trying to sort of, subhanAllah, display it all in this one lecture because I've been getting a lot of questions regarding some of the issues that we're going to speak about today. Also, online, subhanAllah, there's a few people that, yani, this lecture was... For a few brothers and sisters that have asked some questions and inshallah they can't make it so they'll be watching it online, subhanAllah. Now, the lecture is titled Heretical Doctrine. Who has an idea of what that means? Faddal. Something made up that's out of the ordinary. This guy googled it. Something made up that's out of the ordinary. Is that what a heretical thing is? Yes. But what is a doctrine? Aqeedah, Allahumma barik. Who's been doing aqeedah lessons? Doctrine is your set of beliefs. Okay. Allahumma barik. I'm actually impressed. I'm actually impressed with the answer. Tayyip. Now, when we talk about heretical, we're talking about heresy. When we say this person's a heretic, what do we mean? We mean that this person is following something that is odd to the norm. Or he's following something that is against the norm. And when we mean by the norm, when we talk about heretical doctrine, when we talk about doctrine and aqidah and beliefs and manhaj, when we say this person's a heretic, meaning this person has followed something that is not part of this doctrine. He has engaged in that which the masses of this doctrine are not engaging in. He has followed a way other than the way of the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, what about this person? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the one who follows a path other than the path of the believers. When he subhanahu says, And he follows the path other than the path of the believers. Mazhar, is the aircon on? It's going to get heated, akhi. He follows a path other than the path of the believers. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say about this person? We leave him off to that 
which he followed. We allow him to delve into that which he decided decided to follow. وَنُصْلِيهِ جَهَنَّمِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and his abode is Jahannam, and what an evil abode that is. This is talking about, my dear brothers, the one who follows غَيْرَ سَبِيلِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ He follows a path other than the path of the believers. This is talking about matters of iman and belief. Back to our subject. Heretical, we said, is holding an opinion that is odd to what is that is generally accepted. And when we're talking about something that is generally accepted, we are talking about something that is generally accepted in our deen. For us, our deen is over our dunya. I know I'm sounding like, you know, those people now that put quotes up, deen over dunya, you know, SOA and etc. But in reality, the Muslim lives by that. For indeed, his deen is over his dunya. For Imam Ahmad rahimahullah is reported to have said, he says, and what is what an evil life it would be if the body of Ahmad talking about himself, he says, and what an evil life would it be if the body of Ahmad is sound, is fine, it is alive, while his deen is dead. Imagine what a horrible life of an individual when he is alive. His body is alive, he can breathe and he can... His body is alive, however his deen is dead. However his deen is dead. And wallahi my dear brothers, you ask any sane individual, someone who has half an understanding of Islam, would you rather be on the correct path of Islam? An unhealthy, or would you rather be healthy? but on the wrong path of Islam. Wallahi, anyone who is sound will tell you, I will rather the deen. And this is normal. This is normal. For what is the hayatul dunya compared to eternal life? Nothing. Nothing. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, بَلْ تُؤْثِرُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا You choose, you like, you want this hayatul dunya. وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى And the akhirah is far better and forever eternal. When we talk about brothers, heretical doctrine, we're talking about changes, following ways the other than ways that which the Prophet ﷺ came with. And remember brothers, for the ones who come here regularly, I told you, every lesson I give here at Belmore is a continuation from the lesson I gave before. Last time we spoke about ones who don't follow the proper understanding of the Qur'an and Sunnah. And we spoke about their qualities. Today we speak about who they are and where they stemmed from. Who can tell me the first group to deviate in Islam? No guesses. Who's the first group? The Khawarij, Jazakallahu Khairan. The Khawarij were the first group to deviate in Islam. The Sahaba, those who follow them, those who were there at the time, 
we're all under one banner. The first group to divert, the first group that had power and had a bay'ah were the khawarij. The khawarij kharaju ala man? Ala Ali radiallahu anhu. What did the khawarij do? The khawarij, they, at the time of Muawiyah and Ali, when Ali radiallahu anhu started to fix things, the khawarij were a political party that veered away. And they were called the khawarij because kharaju. They left. They kharaju an ahl sunnah These khawarij, my dear brothers, they were a political party. When we say political, the reason of their deviance was politics. And because of the reason of their deviance being politics, they also delved into matters of belief and iman. Where when the Prophet ﷺ spoke about them, he said what? He said they are the dogs of hellfire. And he ﷺ mentioned their qualities. Wallahi my brothers, the khawarij when you would see them, when you would see the khawarij, you would question your own faith. As in, am I really a believer compared to these people? You would, they sound like they are bees from the recitation of the Qur'an. This is not part of the lecture, but yani, just to give you guys a, vast under, a bit of an understanding. They looked at the Sahaba as people who were weak in belief compared to them. They wore clothes that made them look like they did not want the dunya. They engaged in Qiyamul Layl, in the recitation of Qur'an. But, they deviants. Where did they deviate? They deviated with a matter that many, many, many people deviated with. And that is regarding the believer. The khawarij, my dear brothers, make takfir on the one who major sins. If you are a major sinner, you committed major sin, you are a kafir. The khawarij said, the one who commits major sin is a kafir. In this dunya and in the next. Imagine that. You drink alcohol, kafir. Commit zina, kafir. Steals, kafir. This, my brother, stems back to an, a matter regarding the Qadariya and the Jabariya. Wallahi, my brothers, I'm giving you guys now terms and things that you would take in... It's, it's, I'm just giving you just a bit of information. The Jabariya say that the person does not have free will. Whatever he does, Allah Ta'ala forces him to do. His khalas. This person's actions are not connected to his iman. And they say, the Qadariya, no. They say... His actions are all completely to him. Nothing he does, his, his yani, there is qad qadr. There is, they say khalas, he does it out of himself. We Ahl Sunnah say what? We say that the person is musayyar wa mukhayyar. The person is, has free will, but also the qadr of Allah is above him.
Yani he's run through by the qadr of Allah. Now, my brothers, after them, after the khawarij, first remember, it was Ahlul Sunnah, the Sahaba, the Prophet then the Sahaba, etc. They were all one. Khawarij veed off. Ali radiallahu anhu, may Allah bless you, may Allah bless him, what a warrior he was, wallahi. He formed an army and he fought the Khawarij. And he excelled the Khawarij. Then, when Al Hussein, Al Hussein radiallahu anhu died, after that, a group formed, the Shia group formed. But they were not like the Shia of today. Meaning they wanted retribution for the blood of Al Hussein and his blood. No matter how much they seek retribution, they will not be able because it's Al Hussein. And it's one of the most beloved, he's one of the most beloved to the Prophet. They formed. Then after that, these are all now semi-political parties. The Khawarij did not agree with Ali's decision, with Muawiyah and the Shia. They, when they branched off at the time, it was they wanted the retribution for the blood of Al Hussein. Now, after that, come the groups that bring in rhetoric. The groups that bring in the heretics, the hereticals. Remember before political, now the groups were formed of Iman and etc. Who are they? Al-Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah, one of the great scholars of this ummah, was sitting in a halaqa and he brought up, he was asked a question about the major sinner. The major sinner. Is he a kafir or a Muslim? Does anyone ask that question today? Alhamdulillah, no. Why? What is the issue of a major sinner? What's his abode? What's his hukum? Ya Abdullah. Do you know? A major sinner. Is he a believer or a kafir? A believer. Why? Mm-hmm. My brothers, good answer. The Mu'tazila, they were formed like this. This man, Wasil ibn Ata' his name, was sitting in the halaqa of Al-Hassan al-Basri. He was sitting in his class. He put, the, a question is arised, is the Muslim who commits a major sin, a kafir or a mu'min? And he answers him with the question, with the answer, from Ahl Sunnah, which is this person that commits a major sin is under the Mashia of Allah Azza wa Jal. If Allah wants, He will punish him, and if Allah Azza wa Jal wants, He will forgive him. Correct? You sin, you commit a major sin. Allah Ta'ala wants to punish you, He'll punish you. Allah Ta'ala wants to forgive you, He'll forgive you. He said, No, I have my own opinion regarding this. 
What is your opinion? He says, my opinion is that he's not a Muslim, nor is he a kafir. Fix that one. Halla, as we say. They said he's bain al-manzilatayn. He's not Muslim, nor is he a kafir. They said he's not Muslim because he committed a major sin. And they said he's not a kafir because he testifies that there's no God but Allah. So you know what they said? They said that in the dunya, we don't classify him as a kafir. We say he's bain al-manzilatayn. We say he's not a Muslim. Nor is he a kafir. He's in between. However, in the akhirah, he's a kafir. So these people, atazalu, and al i'tizal means to remove yourself and go sort of to the side. Al i'tizal is like to remove yourself, you know? So they removed themselves, him and his group removed themselves and they started a madhab name, al mu'tazila. The mu'tazila are the crux these mu'tazila the mu'tazila and those to come after them are the crux of problems when it comes to the sunnah and the manhaj of the sahaba so they said he's bain al-manzilatayn they said he left iman with his sin however because he believes in Allah he is in the middle and then Al-Hasan al-Basri said, He has left, يعني, خلص, they became called the Mu'tazila from them. The followers of him were known as Amr ibn Ubaid, Jahm ibn Safwan. Who's heard of this name? Jahm ibn Safwan. You've heard of that name? Where did you hear it? Al-Jahm bin Safwan. Anyone heard of the Jahmiyyah? طيب. Al-Jahm bin Safwan was one of the students of Wasil bin Atta. Al-Jahm bin Safwan, he, as Imam Ahmad mentions him, when he's speaking about the ones who were claiming that the Qur'an was created. He says, إِنَّهُمْ يُرَدِّدُونَ كَلَامَ عَدُوِّ اللَّهِ الْجَهْمِ he says, they are repeating the words of the enemy of Allah, Al-Jahm, which is this person, Al-Jahm bin Safwan. He was a person who allowed his mind to surpass the texts. He gave precedence to his mind over the texts, over the shara. And Imam Ahmad says about him, he says, He was very intelligent. Listen to this statement, brothers, and I want you to engrave this statement. Listen to what Imam Ahmad said about this person. He called him the enemy of Allah. Then he said, كَانَ ذَكِيًّا He was smart. وَلَكِنْ أَضَلَّ الطَّرِيقِ He was a very intelligent individual. However, he what? He took the wrong path. So that means what, Ya Shu'aib? Your intelligence means nothing when it comes to the deen. It is the intelligence that misguides people. Where did you get what? Are you saying, yes, 
Where were people before Allah Azza wa Jal sent down messengers? What were they doing? If it was left to your intellect, where were people before Allah Ta'ala sent their messengers? What were, where were the people of Nuh before Allah sent them messengers? Someone told me. Sit down, Elias. Yes. What were the people of Nuh doing before Nuh was sent to them? Who were they worshipping? Statues. They had statues that they were worshipping. They were worshipping statues. Where were the people of Ibrahim before Ibrahim was sent to them? Idols and statues. What were the people, Bani Israel, who were they worshipping before Musa was sent to them? Pharaohs, men. Who were the Arabs worshipping before the Prophet ﷺ was sent to them? Statues, as the Sahaba used to mention, we used to make a statue out of dates and worship that statue. Then when we get hungry, eat it. We would erect a statue out of dates. And then we'd get hungry. So we'd eat the statue. And the Sahaba, my brothers, are saying this when? After Islam. And how intelligent were the Sahaba? If you were to leave it to your intellect, which is incomplete, your intellect will ruin you. Where's intellect taking you today? I'm born a male, but I feel like a female. But I feel like an ice cube. But I feel like a this. And now I feel like a chair. Where is the intellect going to take you without set guidelines? Where would we be without the Quran and Sunnah? Ask yourself. So when you come to give precedence to this intellect of yours, when you want to give this intellect of yours more authority over you, then the Quran and Sunnah, the correct understanding, you would find yourself misguided. Wallahi brothers, the scholars would not speak words with no meaning. Look at the words he said, Wallahi, it struck me when I first read this. He said, he was a smart man. He was intelligent. He says, This means your intelligence won't take you anywhere. And wallahi, wallahi, you would find. Ask any person who accepted Islam newly, because alhamdulillah, some of us inherited the deen. And thanks, alhamdulillah for that, because if it wasn't for that, we won't know where we are. Did your intelligence bring you here? Yes, my brothers. Yes, it, is in, it makes sense to the intellect about a creator. It makes sense to the intellect about one God. It makes sense to the intellect, etc., etc. But when you hear things, sometimes your intellect will choose not to agree. For example, if the Prophet ﷺ did not tell us about the grave punishment in the grave, would we believe that there's a punishment in the grave? If the Prophet ﷺ did not tell us that we will be resurrected, and Allah Ta'ala did not tell us that we will be resurrected, would we think we're going to be resurrected? Well, what did they say to the Prophet ﷺ? It's in the, 
When we die and we're going to become dust and bone, you're telling us we're going to be resurrected? It doesn't, does it make sense to the mind? It doesn't. It does not. When you bury a person, and if someone was to come and tell you, two angels are going to come, and they're going to sit him upright, and they're going to ask him questions, and then this is going to... What would you think? This spinner, what's he talking about? What's he on? If the Prophet ﷺ did not tell us this, our intellect would not accept it. Just like when the Isra wal Mi'raj, when the Arabs thought, they go, aha, this is it, Muhammad's finished. They go, because what? Every claim that the Prophet ﷺ was coming with was a claim of truth and they knew it. However, they would reject it out of arrogance. Here they go, ha, huh, we got him. This here, there's no explanation for this. Khalas. We're going to say, he's crazy. So they went to Abu Bakr in the morning and they said, did you hear what your companion is saying? He said, what? He says, your companion is claiming that he traveled from Masjid al-Haram to Al-Aqsa in Jerusalem. Then he ascended to the heavens. Then he came back all in one night. If any of you were told this about one of your friends, you'll sell him straight away. Don't worry about him, bro. He's a spinner anyway. Don't worry about him, bro. What did Abu Bakr say? He says, In qalaha faqad sabaq. He says, This statement of yours that you're telling me, if he said that, then it's the truth. Did he think intellect? Did he allow his intellect to play? And how did he go to the Prophet and ask him, How, man? Like, he doesn't make. No, he believed it. Because we give precedence to the shara' over the aql. And these groups deviated because they chose to give their mind and their intellect power over the nas. Now the hayra and the one who follows innovation and the one who wants you to use your intellect will come and tell you, my brother, Allah gave you an intellect Habibi, Allah gave you an intellect to deal with people, to deal with life. He gave you an intellect so you can distinguish right from wrong. But Allah Ta'ala did not tell you rely on your intellect. Allah Ta'ala sent you messengers. From the most famous issues we said between the Khawarij and Ahl Sunnah is that they make takfir on the one, as we mentioned, who commits major sin. Now, as for the Mu'tazila that we spoke of, we said that the issue is, we said that they place the one who commits major sin بين المنزلتين. The Mu'tazila also say that the Qur'an is created. The Mu'tazila say the Qur'an is makhluq. And this is the big, big issue Imam Ahmad rahimahullah had with them. Them claiming that the Qur'an is makhluq. Why is this problematic? Why is it problematic? And subhanallah, Imam Ahmad has very, very, very famous debates 
with the Mu'tazila, of which is a beautiful one. He says to them, one of the major heads, the heads of the Mu'tazila, we said, is Wasil bin Ata. Okay? Before I get to that point, uh, the, the, uh, Sha'ira, uh, the, the Mu'tazila, they affirm Allah's names, they don't affirm His attributes. You know how Allah Ta'ala has asma' wasifat, has names and attributes? They affirm the names, they don't affirm the attribute. They say that the Qur'an is created and they reject many matters regarding ghaib. So there's no adhab qabr, there's no na'im qabr, there's no sirat, there's no qantara. Everything that's spoken about regarding the ghaib, they reject. All the unseen matters that the Prophet ﷺ spoke about, they say this does not meet with the intellect. How? Now, these are the so we said the Mu'tazila, from them branched off the Jahmiya. And we said that the most, yani they are known for claiming that the Quran is created, and claiming that the Quran is created is problematic. Because Al-Qur'an huwa min kalamillah, min kalamu. The Qur'an is from the words of Allah. And the words of Allah are an attribute of His. And an attribute of Allah cannot be created. And Imam Ahmad has a very, very famous debate with one of the heads of the Mu'tazila at the time, who was known as Ahmad ibn Abi Du'ad. This person was the heads of the Mu'tazila at the time. So he was brought to Imam Ahmad in front of the Khalifa to debate him. This is not part of the lecture, but Allah will extend a little bit. So Ahmad ibn Hanbal says to him, What do you say regarding the ilm of Allah? What do you say regarding Allah's knowledge? He said, is it created or uncreated? He said, it's uncreated. He says, the Qur'an is from the knowledge of Allah. Yes, Habibi. Allah will fix it. Sit down and fix it after. He says, the Qur'an is from the knowledge of Allah. And if you're saying that the Qur'an is created, then Allah's knowledge is created. And that means that Allah was without knowledge. Then he created his knowledge, then he became knowledgeable. He said that I don't think any sane individual will make that claim. True or not? If the Quran is created, and the Quran is from the knowledge of Allah, then the knowledge of Allah is created. And that means Allah was without knowledge, created his knowledge, and then became knowledgeable. From the Mu'tazila branched off the Ash'ariya or the Ash'ira. The Ash'ira. The Ash'ira are a group that was found by Ali ibn Ismail Abu Hassan al Ash'ari. May Allah have mercy on him. Why? 
because he went back on everything that he was on originally. The Ash'ari were a group that was founded by Ali ibn Ismail Abu Hassan al-Ash'ari. His lineage is linked to the Sahabi Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, radiallahu anhu. Abu, um, uh, uh, Abu Hassan al-Ash'ari, he founded the Ash'ari um, manhaj, like he founded the Ash'ari aqidah. His father died at a young age. His mother married a man by the name of Abu Ali al-Jubba'i. Who was Abu Ali al-Jubba'i? He was one of the heads of the Mu'tazila. Listen brothers, these names I'm mentioning, يعني, you know what a Jahmi is, what a Mu'tazili is, what a this and what a that is, okay? But to note, Abu Ali al-Jubba'i was a, from the heads of the Mu'tazila. Remember we spoke about the Mu'tazila in, يعني, we just, we spoke about them in, and not in detail, but you know, we gave a bit of information of who the Mu'tazila were. This, his, Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, his stepfather was one of the heads of the Mu'tazila. And he was affected by him. He grew up with the Mu'tazila and was affected by them. Then he reached the age of 40. And he was known as a very intelligent man. He became very aware that the Mu'tazila were on misguidance. So he left off the Mu'tazila. Because he heard of a man by the name of Abdullah ibn Sa'id ibn Kullab. Who is the head of the Kullabiyya? Who are the Kullabiyya? The Kullabiyya were between the Mu'tazila. Okay? They were between the Mu'tazila and Ahl-Sunnah. So remember we said there was Ahl-Sunnah, then the, the, the group, the Mu'tazila. In between them was the Kullabiyya. And Abu Musa al-Ash'ari um, al was affected by the Kullabiyya. He took from him many of his opinions. However, he went against him in some matters. So he left. Uh, sorry. So obviously he took from his, his stepfather many matters. He found that he was wrong. He found that they were wrong. And he left them and he became... He left the Mu'tazila, became a Kullabi, from the Kullabiya. He stayed for a while with the Kullabiya, then he left. Because he was a great Imam at the time, because he was really well known, he began the Ash'ari movement, the Ash'ari. Okay? His matters became public. People began to follow the Ash'ari movement. At the time, the Ash'ari rejected some of the Sifat of Allah Azza wa Jal some of the attributes of Allah Azza wa Jal. They were not Ahl Sunnah. Now, he was a alim and a mutakallim. He was a person who delved in rhetoric, theological rhetoric and whatnot. Ilmul kalam, which is a science. People followed him with matters which came up, which was against the Mu'tazila and against the Kullabiyya. So he went against the groups that he was with before. Now he wasn't taught about the Madhab of Ahl Sunnah until he came across a book of Imam Ahmad Rahimahullah. He, he came across 
a book, one of the books of Imam Ahmad. And he read the book. So he went against everything he's ever been upon and he said, I am upon the aqidah and the manhaj of Imam Ahmad. And Imam Ahmad is Imam Ahl-Sunnah. He is the Imam of Ahl-Sunnah of his time. The Imam, not a Imam, the Imam of Ahl-Sunnah at the time. He retracted everything he said before and said, I am on whatever Imam Ahmad says. And I follow whichever, whatever Imam Ahmad follows up until he died. Before he died, he compiled two books. And look at the books he compiled, subhanAllah. One was Al-Ibana An Usul al-Diyana, which is speaking about matters regarding deviated sects. And the second one was Maqalat al-Islamiyin. Every student of knowledge should have these two books in his library, especially if someone is, يعني, focuses on aqidah, speaks about every group, where they started, how they started, where they went wrong, where they deviated. And the people that are a sha'ira of today, they reject that he retracted his statements. Wallahi, I remember when I was in uni, one of the brothers brought a friend that studies with him. Ash'ari. Ash'ari in Aqidah. We're sitting down, subhanAllah, we're having breakfast. And they brought up the topic of the Ash'ari. So I just said to him, I said to him, you are aware that Abu Hassan al-Ash'ari, rahimahullah, went against what he was on before? He's like, no, he didn't. I said, yeah, Habibi. I said, dear brother. I said, give knowledge it's respect. Knowledge has respect. Al-ilm, the knowledge my brothers has a respect. And when someone wants to, if, if a person is learned, this is why there's a statement, if a person is learned, he will always respect knowledge. Give, I said to him, give knowledge its respect. I said, you know for a fact that he retracted. Why are you claiming this? So he smiled and he put his head down. I said, Wallahi, if you needed any more signs that you are a person who follows his desire, I said, there's no more than this. You know something, yet you're saying no. Why? Because it does not go with your desire. It does not go with that which you follow. Anyway, we went off track here. The Asha'ira do, not, do no longer attribute themselves to him. Why? Because he retracted. He took back. Read his books. He smashes them in his books. And he's the founder of that madhab. He's the founder. Subhanallah. Um, rather they now reflect, they now attribute themselves to Ar-Razi, Al-Fawraq, Al-Baqillani. Yani subhanallah. So the Ash'ari today really should not be called Ash'ari. If someone tells you I'm Ash'ari, it's been خلاص, it's known, it's known, يعني, But if someone tells you I'm an Ash'ari, you say but you're you're saying that you follow Abu Hassan, rahimahullah, and Abu Hassan was a 
from Ahl Sunnah. Even though there were some matters that were not made clear to Imam Abu Hassan, but whatever was made clear to him, he believed in and he followed. And he said it flagrantly, I am on the aqidah of Imam Ahmad, and I follow what Imam Ahmad follows. And Imam Ahmad follows what the Sahaba follow. The Ash'ira, they differ with us, although they are the closest to us. The Ash'ira, out of all the deviated sects, they are the closest to us. But that does not mean they're part of us. You know, today, when a Ash'ari Razi wants to sort of come near, he told you, yeah, akhi, we're both Ahlul Sunnah. No, Habibi, we're not. No, 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 no. Stop. Stop. We're not both Ahlul Sunnah. Ahlul Sunnah are known. You're not Ahlul Sunnah. Because Ahlul Sunnah are known. You are Ahl. Giving your preference to your mind in some matters that you shouldn't be. And wallahi, wallahi, if you would find in them qualities and think, you know, you'd see in them clear, 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 I would call it, yani they say that we claim things that we don't claim. I'll give you an example. Right? We, we attribute to Allah what Allah attributed to Himself. We don't make it up. We attribute to Allah what Allah attributed to Himself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says He has a hand, right? You know what they say? Ahlul Sunnah say that Allah has a hand like our hand. No, Habibi, we did not say that. We did not say that. We attribute to Allah what He attributes to Himself. We don't say how. We don't give it a shape. We don't explain it. We just, as the Sahab, as they all mentioned, مُرُوهَا كَمَا جَاءَتْ بِغَيْرِ تَفْسِيرِ Let it come, recite it, no need for you to delve into it and dissect it. And it means this, and is it like this? They reject, some of them reject that we will see our Lord on the day of resurrection. When there's a clear cut hadith. The Sahaba said to the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, O Messenger of Allah, will we see our Lord on the day of resurrection? He says, look at the sun. Can you see the sun? They said, yes. He says, you will see Allah just as you see the sun. How? Allahu Alaihi We don't delve into how, but we affirm and we leave it. You want to enter rhetoric, your rhetoric will destroy you. Your how? But if he has a hand, then it's like our hand. So how is our hand like? Like, wallahi, you know the one who says that? You are the one who's like, they say we liken Allah to his creation. How when you are the one likening Allah to his creation? Allah Ta'ala says he has a hand, so we affirm it. Then you come and you say, 
So you're saying Allah has a hand like our hand. Who liked Allah to his creation, me or you? Do you see, brothers, where... Do you see where this all comes in? The one, the Mu'tazili, what did he do? I've got my own claim. I say, because he's a kafir for committing major sin, but he has not, he did not, yani he's still a Muslim because he, or he's still a Muwahid because he believes in Allah. So my intellect tells me he's not this or this. So he's in between. What kind of intellect is that? You're either a believer or a kafir. You're either a mu'min or a kafir. There's no in-betweens. Sure, what is it? Six-day trial? See? Either a believer or a kafir. Allah Ta'ala says, we gave him the two paths. Did he say we gave him the two paths and just one in the middle, just in case? So my brothers, understand this, that the Asha'ira, Raziyun, you want to call them? Kullabiyya, although the Kullabiyya, there's not many of them today. There's not many of them today. But subhanAllah, they will all attribute themselves to Ahl Sunnah. We are Ahl Sunnah. Alhamdulillah, there's like a thousand Ahl Sunnahs. When Ahl Sunnah is one, and we've mentioned this hadith multiple times, the Prophet wasallam said, my Ummah will branch off into 73 different sects. 72 are in the fire except for one. Who are they, O Messenger of Allah? They are what I and my companions are on. Wallahi, go to these all of these groups, you will find they are not on what the companions are on. Habibi, give me proof. Sheikh Fulan said, give me proof, Sheikh Fulan. Proof. Proof means hadith, Quran. That's proof. As the, the Sahaba says, I think it was Abdullah ibn Abbas, he says him, I tell you, I tell you Allah and his messenger says, and you told me Fulan said, yani when I come and tell you Allah and his messenger said, you come to me with a, re you respond to that statement with so-and-so said. Wallahi, my dear brothers, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to keep us firm. Keep us away from this. It's a bit different, yani maybe it's a little bit too advanced, this topic. But I had to, inshallah, put it out there just for the benefit. Like I said, there is a few people, inshallah, watching this that I wanted sort of to, to give it an explanation and an understanding. بارك الله فيكم وصلي اللهم وسلم وبارك على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa.